Hey, this is Alan Dunlap, and you are listening to episode 61 of Inside We Trust, a podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing The Gentleman. All right. Welcome to episode 61 of Entire We Trust. You can now access the podcast at ITWTpodcast.com for spoiler-free one-sentence reviews and movie ratings, episode descriptions, song of the week playlist, movie soundtrack playlist, a submission form to be a guest on the show, and you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as watch on YouTube on Thursdays. Today we have Alan as our guest today. How are you doing, Alan? I'm doing great, Todd. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's been a long time coming. Um, I know that uh, you know when we met. I know that it was like like we met through Abby, and uh, we met at Mopop actually. It was 2018. Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent was on stage. Um, great, great performance. Uh, that was a great Mopop. I, I have to imagine I hadn't been to any prior, but based on last year's. Uh, set list that has to be one of the best Mopops that we, 2018. It was, yeah. And you know, right before one of the St. Vincent uh, stage, uh, Brockhampton was on. And yes, at the time, Brockhampton, Brockhampton, I mean, they do three albums every year, but they were only like album number three or four at that point. Yeah. And they spent the rest of the year just blowing up. So, I mean, and then Ben Staples, they Ben Staples was bon, there. Bon Vera the night before. Bon Vera was Billie there. Eilish was there. Billie Eilish, Everybody my girl. forgets that. Yeah. I love oh, Billie Eilish. She, a year later, she's winning, winning the Grammy. Winning the Grammy. Yo, I, uh, a treat. I knew it, man. Yeah, she... Um, I've been, I've been a huge Billie Eilish fan. Um, Claro was there, who I'm a huge fan of as yeah, well. That's right. uh, uh, Always was there. Um, it, it Rex was County lot. Orange. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange yeah, was yeah. There. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's when the first time I ever heard of him. Uh, that was the um, first time I ever heard of him. And, and like the funny thing is, you wouldn't think it, but the worst performance of the whole thing was the National. They agreed, were, agreed. They bombed. Agreed. They weren't amazing. <laughs> and they were, they were the head, they were the, the second headliner, and they I were something done like, without them. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yep. Um, so yeah, so we met there. And uh, and yeah, fellow fellow fan of pop culture, um, so I, I knew that this would actually be a, a great fit. I was just kind of figuring, you know, so many times where I'm I'm trying to figure out a guest for a week, and I'll just be thinking, I'm like, who'll be good? Who'll be good? Who'll be good? And because um, I know so many people, and I'm just like, I always want it to be a good fit. So I never just want to ha- ask someone like, hey, you're a person. I need a guest. You want to be on? It's like, okay, would they be interested? Like even like when we were chatting before, like. Um, you know, two weeks ago, I think we were chatting about possibly you being on and it was like, Hey, okay. It didn't make sense. Timing fit. So then like, wait till a movie that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's important. Uh, let me, let me, let me just ask you, cause you, I yeah, mean, absolutely. we don't really know each other that well, maybe yeah. two or three times we've yeah, met. Yeah. How did you know? I want to know what made you think I'd be the right fit for a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. So, um, I think the fact that one, there's a lot of stars in it. So I'm like, I know you like pop culture, so I'm like, he's going to be familiar, at least, with a lot of these stars. Matthew McConaughey's a huge name, one of my favorites. Um, so I think that was part of it. Uh, and I heard a lot of great reviews about this movie from friends um, that have seen it. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a solid movie. Let me just throw it out there. I was like, you know, maybe I said, I feel like a pop culture guy would, would be pretty okay. interested in this. Yep. And then I reached out, and you're like, yep, sounds good. I was like, all right, cool, I, I hit the nail. So honestly, it's sometimes it's a shot in the dark and a guess. And then, uh, and then you know, I hear back. And if you'd have been like, you know, oh, actually, not my deal. Like, I, you know, I don't like organized crime films or something like that. I'd be like, oh, okay, I was wrong. So let me know. No, you got you know this worse. one right. You got it right. So, uh, so yeah, Good I call. guess, uh, guess well, I guess. Um, but yes, you have your own blog now. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Real quick is the name of it. That's right. Um, Want to talk about how you started? What made you start it? Um, how long has it been out now? And 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real quick is the name, and that's spelled R E E L, like a film reel. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's very short summaries. I try to keep it readable in five minutes or less. Nice. My smart, thoughts on smart. movies, sports, and TV, which is like my three favorite things in the world. Nice. Um, and so I, why, as to why I started, I just. About, I don't know, like about a year ago, my birthday comes right after New Year's. So, okay. you know, and on top of getting a new year to the year, I get a new year of life as well. So yeah. I always try to find a new challenge when for myself. Birthday? So January 12th. 12th. Okay, so real soon after the New Year. So I was like two years ago, I maybe three years ago now, I challenged myself to get out and just run more, right? Exercise okay. more. Got and it. I did that. And then a year later, I said, I'm going to read more because I don't yep. read nearly enough. And I love reading. Uh, I just had all these thoughts and things, and I said, this year I'm going to write more. Yeah. Uh, I just keep at a new challenge. And so I said, what do I want to do? And I decided I would go for a blog, cover something I felt comfortable with, uh, keep it short, both for the reader but also for myself. Not right. Not make it too hard. I think a lot of people sometimes yep. set too big of goals before they know what true. they're – Very true. Not before, not, I don't want to say before I know what they're capable of, before they have the practice. It's about yeah. practice, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, you're not just going to be amazing at something overnight. You have no. to give yourself space to grow into it and also, you know, Learn to feel comfortable making mistakes. So, yeah. so that's yeah. So I said, this is what I'm gonna do with it. I've got three posts up right now. I started because I just started. Um, oh man, I started actually. I launched my first one the day I saw um, <laughs> the day I first saw this movie. The oh really? Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think it was January 26. So it's a okay. very very new thing. Three posts up, and I got one more. This will come out on Thursday. So I'm gonna I'll have one got more it. coming okay. out tomorrow night. Uh, Wednesday night, and okay. so you know, for all the listeners out there, you go to real quick. Uh, it's Weebly. Uh, it's on my Instagram profile. Yeah, check uh, them out. Yeah, and uh, you'll see the link there, and check out the blog. You got awesome. a post on Mark Wahlberg, my boy Mark Wahlberg, coming up real soon here. So oh yeah, it's a fun time. You learn a lot about Marky Mark. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, I love Mark. I yeah, love Mark. Um, but yeah. no, yeah, dope. Definitely go check that out. Uh, when I went to go see this movie, in theater, I actually went earlier today. I went this morning. There was in like a senior club there, like a senior moviegoer club. So it's probably like about twelve senior citizens in the theater along with me. Um, now, if if you know me, if you're listening, you know that I like and I target specifically showtimes. Uh, typically, where I don't think a lot of people will be in there, I just like to like be in my own space. This is like my alone time, and uh, again, it's a public place, so I can't you know be upset if there's a lot of people in there. But um, I would prefer that it's not like opening night. A lot of chatter, a lot of stuff going on. Um, they were very chatty at the beginning of the movie. At the, I will say at the before the movie starts. So probably like uh, previews, lead up, and then maybe first five minutes of the movie. They were very chatty. Um, I think <laughs> I can't wait to be. I say this sometimes. I can't wait to be an old person and just have no regard for anyone else because old people don't care. Old people think like I've paid my dues, so I'm just gonna do and say whatever I want to do and say. Um, it, it's crazy when you get to that point where it's just like whatever. Um, it, it's funny. And then also, uh, when you go into a theater and it's dark, if you, if your eyesight can't find a seat after the lights go down, it would probably behoove you to get there prior to the previews. And then, but instead, you know, I saw a lot of flashlights in my face and I'm just like, all right, you know, just trying to enjoy the A lot of not there. so very quiet whispering. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Not at all. They're talking <laughs> just how we're talking right now. Like they do not care. They're like, uh, and if I would have said yeah. something then I would have been like the disrespectful youngster. You yeah. Know? So obviously I did not. I held my tongue, you know, just said, all right, you know, they'll get done talking at some point, you know, be respectful. They end up stop talking. So again, I enjoy the movie um, experience and, and, but yeah, I, I can't wait to be uh, the old person who does and says whatever they want. Um, okay, boomer. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, to sum it up, okay, boomers. But that's what I was thinking. Like when I got home, I was like, okay, oh. you earned, you earned this, you know, whatever. <laughs> Very true. 
Um, it was really funny too. I will say to have them in there gasping every single time there was a curse word or there was like any type of like foul language. It was just like the like, oh my gosh, how dare he use that word? Which there was a lot of in this movie. So um, that was amazing. I saw um, I saw a preview for the new Bond movie. So when I went and saw this, so saw a preview for the new Bond movie. I'm actually excited to see the new Bond movie. Um, Christoph Waltz seems to be uh, one of the main villains, if not the only villain in this new Bond movie. Do you think he's a top five villain as far as Christoph Waltz goes? Not for Bond movies, but just in general, like as an actor. I mean, it's hard. I, I feel like the the villain in this movie that I'm more interested in is um, Remy Malek. Uh, you he, saw oh, he, he oh, got he, the scars on his face, and I th I think he's got a mask on from part of the trailer. But if you oh, look in the okay, lineup, he he, you know, I'm real. I mean, he's coming off an Oscar a year ago. Yep, he's in the villain role. Javier Barden set the bar high. Uh, this, you know, then then um, the next one. Uh, oh, what's his name? The German actor in uh, in the most right recent off. one, Inspector. Oh, everybody out there knows what we're talking about. Um, I don't remember. I do not remember. I, and I went and saw Spectre, too, in theater, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I should. I mean, I, I'm a huge Bond fan. I own all the mall. And, um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, Now I want to uh, know. I know. Well, he's, he's great. Like, he's been in a few things now. I mean, just Christoph Waltz. It, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, and he's back again. Yeah, so he's yeah, back, yeah, yeah, he's so back he again. Was, so yeah, he was. Yeah, it was Christoph Waltz. Oh, it was. Okay, got it. It is him. He is back again. Yeah, man. Dude's, um, a, dude's a great – I mean, yeah. he's just great with that villain role. Yeah, he's like, really he's, good. He was very chilling – if you will, in the first one, like, yeah. you know, just, he wasn't, you know, like the very animated freaking out, you know, no. things are falling apart. He was like, there's a plan the whole time. That's, yeah, yeah. I think that's what's scary about like, like calm villains is you're like, usually when someone gets in a corner or starts to get in a the corner, they right. start to get a little worked up. But when you're calm like that, it's like, Ooh, I yeah, know, I don't know if I have him or not yet. And he plays a good poker face. Absolutely. Um, so he's pretty, he's pretty chill. And I, I see he was, well, I'm going to look up real quick. He, uh, he was in something else as a villain. He, I think, I think he's becoming. He was in Django as a villain. Oh, he was in, yes. Yeah. Well, he wasn't quite or a Django, villain. Not yeah, he was in, wasn't quite a villain. Um, well, in Glorious Bastards. Yep. He's oh, a, he's awesome a Nazi. There, yep. He's a, a very chilling in that as well. This is what he, yeah. Um, and so I think they maybe have found a lane for him. Yeah. That, you know. He, I don't hate it. He does well. And, and Remy Malik has kind of that calm composure. He does. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's a great actor. Where you never know too, what yeah. to expect from him. I don't know if you've watched the Pacific miniseries. I have not. Okay. No. His role in that is just, you never really quite know if he's going to pop off or not. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's, world, you know, World War II, all the Marines in the Pacific. Um, so anyway, so I think the two of those guys combined, that's certainly a movie to look forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I want to go check that out. Um, song of the Week, Alan. You got Song of the Week? Song of the Week, yes. yes. Real, real quick, before I do yes, the were you were you going to ask me, because you had told me in the text to come with the movie I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah, that's at the end. Were you going to lead? That's at the end. Yep, okay, all right. I wasn't yeah, sure yeah. you were leading and you were assuming that ball was my pick. No, no. I got a pick. All right, no, yeah. I got a dark horse. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. No, so, at the end, all right, we'll, I'm looking we'll forward to that him, one. Yep. Okay, okay, good, good. So, song of the week, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I started. You watch Atlanta? Uh, I no, I've I've seen a couple episodes. Okay. I need. I, I've thought about re going back. It didn't catch me the first two oh, episodes. Really? Okay. I know it's a big. It's a fan favorite. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. what song? Well, so Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta. It's like it's to me. That and Dairy Girls. I've seen Dairy Girls. Like the I've two not. funniest things on you can watch right now. Uh, you can check out Lynn on Hulu or Dairy Girls on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but I love Hulu, and it's got all. I'm from down south Florida. It's got all my the ATL rappers right on yep. the soundtrack. So, you know, um, I'm really into the Migos. Right Migos, now, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I always like them, but they come back. You know, they're just fun. You can get into them at any time. Yeah. 
So I'm gonna go with uh, Stir Fry. To me, it's just Stir Fry. My okay. Catchiest Migos song. And I've been. We were talking before the podcast. Work's been a little busy lately. I've been working late, and yeah. I'm a single guy. I gotta figure out food when I get home. Yeah. And that song just mentions like so many good, <laughs> quick foods. You got. I think you got Stir Fry, of course. Uh, Who you would got, have ever thought that Stir Fry from Migos would be educational? Yeah. You got right? Popeyes. I'm sometimes I'm. You know, we're wrapping up, and I'm like, Ooh, I could swing by and get some. Oh you know, God, a, a three piece chicken meal. They got. <laughs> They got chicken curry in there, which is, you wow. know, Target's got a great curry sauce you can pick up off the shelf, which makes it real quick. And then they got, I think they say blue cheese, but I always hear just grilled cheese just because it's at the end. And by that time, I'm just thinking about all my favorite Food, yeah, quick favorite foods, foods I can yeah. make when I get home. So that's just kind of been a real, a real jam for me lately. I'm sure it's all a metaphor for something else, but I just never can think about that because all I'm thinking about is... Yes. Eaten, you know. Yes. So that's yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna give me give me stir fry for my song of the week. All right, all right. Throw it quick. Look, not, not I don't wanna call it throwback. I wanna call it throwback. That was like maybe <laughs> I, I just remember it coming out around All Star Game like two or three years. What is that? Two three years ago. But Probably, yeah. yeah. Um, my song of the week is Doctor Bird by Griselda. Um, Griselda is a newer rap group. They only have one album out as a collective. Um, consists of Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, and Conway. Um. They're out of Buffalo, I believe, um, is where where uh, Westside Gun and Kanye are from, or Conway are from. Um, but yeah, uh, really like the album. This is one of my standout tracks from. I think it is the standout track from the album. It's one of probably three or four that I really liked. Um, not a lot of gangster rap left, so there's not a lot of gangster rap left out there, at least not on the popular like you know scene. Um, sometimes I just want to hear guys talking about you know drugs and killing. You know everything that I truly have no reference of at all <laughs> yet uh yet i memorize the lyrics which is just uh, hilarious um you know you're you're rapping the lyrics and you're like yeah i have no concept of any of this stuff but um but yeah no i really like their their group and uh, dr birds the jam so that is my song of the week coming up next alan is random rapid fire if you've listened to a couple episodes which you said you have now is my favorite part of the episode no prep for these questions are you ready let's do it ready to ever ever be right there, <laughs> there you go, go. There you go. <laughs> let's do it if you started a crime organization, what would you be selling? Man. I feel like drugs is kind of already. I mean, if it's, if it's drugs, I don't want to stop you from your passion. It's yeah. not. I feel like that's already. Like, I'm a business guy. Yeah. Right. And you got to look at what's 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 the niche in the market what's right high, now. Yeah. Everybody. Tamagashi. Everybody's doing that. Also, with the legalization in Michigan recently, uh, it's a little right. It's a little hard to break into. Ah. Uh, um, gun seems super dangerous. Very, yeah, um, yeah, definitely not safe. And I try, I'm trying to think through like the ethical options here, but we're talking crime. Yeah. And so to try to find a good balance there, I think stolen goods might be a good one, like a fence. Mm, yes. Like a fence. Okay. Like there's there's just so much merch out there. Uh, I do a little bit of work with um, in my professional life with Converse Shoe Company, okay. right? And I was, yep. there's a guy I bump into when I'm over there once in a while. And he is like he coordinates in trying to reduce the amount of knockoff chucks out there. Ah, I got it. Okay. And he told me like the biggest knockoff chuck dealers in the world live in like billion dollar mansions. That's dope. That's so, really dope. And you know, so it's like I feel like you're not really hurting anybody, just you know, maybe big corporations at the worst. And I yeah. feel like that could be and then just I think is a niche market for it. So I'm gonna ad, go give me fence. Choice. Give me fence. I'm gonna, you know, Ad-rumble play the middle choice. ground and go with I'm gonna be a okay. stolen goods. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh if you were a crime boss. Who would you? What would your nickname be, or would you have a nickname? I, I mean, I feel like it's gonna be Big Al. I just Big feel like Al. that's gonna. It's just like that's the obvious one. <laughs> that's great. And people are gonna. So I'm just gonna go short and yeah, give me Big Al. Nice. I uh, actually there's this place called uh, Big Al's. Uh, is it Big Al's Roast Beef or? It's not Big um, Al's Toy Barn, is it? From Toy Story. No, from Toy Story too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Big, Big Al's. Uh, 
uh, roast beef in, in Chicago, which is great sandwiches. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I just thought of. I just saw their logo in my head as soon as you said that. Yeah. Um, if you had to commit a crime, who would be your right-hand man? Man. I don't know. I'm, you, you know, trust? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a shot. Hopefully, I'm, he's gonna listen to this for sure. I'm gonna give a shot to my boy Patrick Bowen. Okay. Um, Patrick Bowen. He, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like he may, he may have committed crimes, uh. but he's very good at, you know, he, he's very good at keeping secrets. He's also really good at okay. playing things off as a joke. Uh, so I feel like okay. he'd just be a real guy. Uh, I feel like, I feel like I might have to watch out. He might try to like usurp me. Okay. And like take my take my spot at the top, so I have to watch him for that. But <laughs> too much ambition. Man. Yeah, of all my friends, I think I could trust him to one be down to do something dirty, okay. and to not talk about it too much. Okay, yeah. all right. So I'm hey. go with my boy hey. Patrick Bowen. Two great qualities to have in a right hand man. Uh, have you ever sold drugs prior to being the upstanding citizen that you are today? I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with no. I'll plead the fifth. One. I don't know. That was yeah. not convincing, Alan. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I was expecting a swift no, and you danced around it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, if you accidentally witnessed a murder and was threatened not to tell, would you go to the police? I'm, I'm going to go with I mean, who's threatening me? Someone who you'd be scared of. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not going to tell. Yeah. I wouldn't. The I person's wouldn't already dead. It's not like I can save their life. It's true. And we don't yeah, need two true. more bodies. That's very you know? logical. Very so logical. So again, ethical choice, no. Nice. nice. <laughs> have you ever had a story written about you in the paper? Yes. What was it? Yes, I have. Um, so getting away from the crime thing for a minute is yep. actually real sweet and touching. I won a coloring contest. I won <laughs> a coloring awesome. contest. Um, they took my picture. They came out. Uh, my mom had them meet me after church because I was in my, you know, my white shirt and tie. Yeah. I looked good for the paper. And they gave me free tickets to Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. And wow. I went, to the, I went to the circus with my, uh, with my, my, my parents and my grandparents. And um that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? What is it? Coloring contest. That is a. I really don't know. Here's a funny thing. I've actually been in the paper twice, and it's so funny that I didn't think of the second thing until now because, <laughs> because you would think the second thing is a bigger achievement, but I was in the paper a second time because I broke a thousand points in scoring in basketball when I was hey, in high school. Dope. Okay, got so it. So I just I'm just sort of sitting here thinking, oh, it's kind of funny how like the first the, the first coloring, achievement yeah. my mind went to was the coloring contest. <laughs> Instead That's of awesome. I scored a thousand points. Yeah, no, and, forget a thousand uh, points. Yeah, you color inside the lines, yeah, man. I mean, well, and I'm all, I think like I, I still play basketball. I'm a decent, decent basketball player. Yeah. Um, and so like scoring is something I did a lot. Whereas yeah. I'm a very, very bad artist when it comes yeah. to drawing. So the fact that I won a coloring contest, I think in my head stands out more because it doesn't surprise me that I could score points. Wow. It does surprise me that I could win a coloring contest. So you're contest. a walking bucket but can't color inside the lines. That's, all right, yeah. there we go. Well, yeah. So maybe that's why it's I was your the, achievement, yeah, man. It's your anyway, achievement. Uh, go to slushy flavor. You know, you asked this one. You asked this one to the. Oh to yeah, your, these are, your these last two yeah. are my usual. Okay, so good. Yeah. I'm hoping the last one is what I think is. I plan yes. really long and hard for that one, but I plan longer <laughs> and harder for this one. It's actually 7-Eleven. Occasionally on rotation has a Verner's ah, slushy flavor. Yes, I had one this summer. It's really yeah. good. Really, yeah, really it is good. Very, it is yeah. very good. I love Verner's. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is always the same here. If you had to rewatch the same movie yes. for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah, this was a really tough one. Uh, but I'm going. I'm gonna, give me the Big Lebowski. Okay. All right. Yeah. I probably I watched that at least once a month. So really? I, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That this one always surprises me. Uh, if you had to rewatch the same movie, I think it surprises people too because a lot of times they're off guard and they just like say something and I'm like, what? Like what? That's what you chose? Um, yeah. But no, that's awesome. Um, so getting into the movie now. Um, we are reviewing The Gentleman. 
IMDb description for it, an American expat tries to sell off his highly profitable marijuana empire in London, triggering plots, schemes, bribery, and blackmail in an attempt to steal his domain out from under him. The release date was the 24th of January. Notable cast, Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, uh, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Henry Golding, and Hugh Grant. Uh, writer and director Guy Ritchie, who also did the most recent Aladdin that I reviewed on the podcast, uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, also featured uh, Charlie Hunnam, uh, did a great job there. The Man from Uncle, um, I thought it was a horrible movie, but also really, but <laughs> I hated it. That, uh, that's 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 top five Guy Ritchie for me, probably really? top three. We can get into that later. Okay, okay, yeah, um, we can chat yeah, about it. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. The Man from Uncle, yeah, me and my friends went and saw that one in in college, and I was not a fan. One of one of my friends actually. Funny story, uh, my boy Charlie, he fell asleep in the theater, and um, me and my friend Leroy, we left him in the theater, and it was the last showing of the night. So light, so we leave him, lights go up. We think he's going like, to wake up like literally like right after we come out of the bathroom. So we go sit in the car, right? We're in the car for like 10, 15 minutes. Still no Charlie comes out. So when we pull, we, uh, you know, we move the car around like the corner so that when he comes out, he thinks we left him. So he calls us. He's like... Yo, like, you know, where you got, like, stop playing, like, where you guys at? Like, and he, and he likes to joke and stuff, but he was just tired and irritated at this point. He's like, you know, where you guys at? And I'm like, uh, well, yo, we left, man. Like, you know, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, like, seriously, where you guys at? And he's like, yo, I got, uh, I woke up and, like, a guy was in there, like, cleaning his feet in <laughs> the lights. <laughs> I love the guy didn't clean. I didn't wake him up. Like, him up. It's not my job. It's not my job. I'm no. just gonna clean it. You He's know, cleaning popcorn. By I don't get time for this. Oh, amazing! But that's, that's what funny. I always think of when I think of the man from Uncle. It was cool to see the poster in the at the end of the movie there when he's pitching this yeah. story or yeah. whatever. That was kind of yeah. cool. You catch that? Um, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Guy Ritchie, which is my number one Guy Ritchie for sure. Uh, I thought Sherlock the first one, the second one, eh. The first Sherlock Holmes was amazing. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. you could definitely see some of the like creative writing used in that in this movie uh i think as far as just like the twists and turns and the things you don't see coming um and just really really clever uh runtime for the movie an hour and 53 minutes so um before getting into the movie or before going to see the movie what were your thoughts like what were you expecting um what were you looking forward to did you know much about the film you know all that yeah uh, so i i mean i'm a huge guy Ritchie fan mm-hmm. um and I'll, you know, and, and I, you know, to be honest, I'm probably, I'll, I'll bring this up a little bit without getting too off topic. Although this is the podcast where we also get off topic. That's so what maybe we do. that's okay. But, um, but I, I just love British crime movies in general. It's so different, right? Yeah. It's so different yeah. from American crime movies. And it's yeah. just interesting to see, you know, how, how it goes down in another very modern Western country like England, particularly London. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of good ones out there, but Guy Ritchie's the best at it. Uh, consistently the best at it so i was really excited this is also like i mean he started off with lock stock and two smoking barrels which is my favorite guy Ritchie movie got it okay oh yeah that's that's excellent i think it's on netflix right now it was it was at the end of the year i watched it i watched it not long ago i think over christmas okay um snatch is obviously his big big claim to fame i think that's probably my second one i gotta say um and he hasn't really done oh he rock and roll it in there if you ever see that one um Yeah, Rock and Roller's in there, which is a British crime. But then he hasn't done a British gangster movie. Yeah. Since, that was 2008, I think yeah. I saw when I was doing some research for this. So he hasn't really done, you know, a gang, British gangster film for a while. And I yeah. kind of missed it. Yeah. Uh, and I love Sherlock Holmes. Yep. I love The Man from Uncle. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, I was okay. But at the same time, I was like, I'm missing. We haven't had many good British gangster movies. So, so, right. so when I saw, okay, he's back. 
Yeah. He's back. A little bit different than normal, you know, uh, and we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, but um, but I'm excited. You know, a yeah. different approach, but, you know, his typical strength. And so I was real excited to see what he was going to put together, uh, you know, for his comeback to this genre yeah. 12 years later. Yeah. So unlike you, I'm not a not, – I don't not like Guy Ritchie, but I don't follow his work that intently. Um, but I saw the cast and was already in. I saw the cast and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, yep. I love every person in it. Um, and just was interested how they'd all be in a movie together. Um, didn't know a t- I knew it was an organized crime movie, um, but that was kind of the extent of my knowledge. I didn't know, you know, the, the I, obviously no one knew the twists and turns it was going to take, yep. but, um, I didn't even really know the involvement or like, you know, assume Matthew McConaughey was probably going to be the top guy, but didn't know how it was going to all play out. Um, I do love organized crime films. Uh, I like to think I could be a mobster, but my conscience would likely stop me from mm-hmm. actually being one. Uh, huge fan of Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I, I need to see him redeem himself from Serenity, which was horrible with him and uh, Anne Hathaway, which that, that hurt me because I love Anne Hathaway as well. But that was horrible that came out either early last year or, or 2018. But I was like, okay, I need to see him redeem himself. Mm-hmm. So that was part of me going. Um, I think Matthew McConaughey could have a long-standing career in voiceovers if he wanted it. That's true. I think he could be in voiceovers. I personally love the Lincoln commercials because they're yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, he gets a lot of flack for him because he just talks, it sounds like in riddles and in circles, but it's it's really funny. Yeah, it, uh, it, you know, and it, it's funny because he did get a lot of flack at first, but it's yeah. gone sort of from joke to like, this is our thing. This yeah. is America's thing. Matthew right. McC- and then him at the sideline, you watch college football, on the sideline yep. all the Texas, Texas games. games yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's become sort of like a little bit of a – of a, you know, camp icon, if you will. Just yeah. like this part of pop American culture. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you know, right, yeah, just, right. he's got that thing for himself now. So, you know, this is the best. This is I think this is the best I've seen him since Dallas Buyers Club, which he is yes. just a fantastic movie. Amazing. He, he's unbelievable in that. Amazing, uh, yeah. And so this role was such a great natural fit for him. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. It's just outstanding, stellar casting. Yeah, for, like, he's just so this. cool. Like he's yeah. just, he's a guy to me is just like the epitome of cool. Um, I mean, and also in uh, why am I not thinking of True Detective? Amazing, oh, amazing yeah. that as well. So, um, you know, thinking back to that performance, I recently got on True Detective last year. I saw that first season last mm. year, um, and prep for the third season coming out. Because people were telling me it's so great, and they they weren't lying. I was I was not let down by by watching that. So, um, so yeah, I thought that was amazing. Um, I think right when you go into the movie. Um, from the first scene, it, it grabs you right away. So they get right to the to the action, um, and you know, um, lead you into believing that you know it's uh, Matthew McConaughey got killed, and we're gonna see a story about how he ended up getting killed. Yeah, that's what again, that's what they set you up to believe. Um, obviously, that's not the case, which I'm happy about. Oh, you're gonna spoil it right from the beginning. Oh, we spoil everything. Well, uh, no, right I mean it's fine to spoil the movie, but I was gonna say, I, they got me with that. Yeah. Oh, how, they did got they get me. you too? Oh, 100. percent The, the whole me. time I'm watching the plot up until you find out what really happened yeah. in my head. I'm like, Oh, you know, don't get too attached to, to, to uh, Matthew McConaughey. Cause he's dead man walking. Yeah. I, I just really assume. thought for sure. And absolutely a cool. Well, I'm maybe again ahead. A cool thing they do is they make Matthew McConaughey, Mickey and Raymond, Charlie Hunnam. They make them yeah. very unassuming at first. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you don't realize, so you think, Oh yeah, you totally believe that Matthew McConaughey's going to get capped. Yep. You know, he's old, yeah. he's the guy out of the game, there's bigger, more powerful people ganging up against him and come for his money. Right. So so they totally got me with that intro. They Absolutely. set it up perfectly. Like I yeah. said, the writing was, was, I think the writing was really well done. Um, and just creative storytelling, because a lot of these movies, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later and just the ending and everything, typically with these movies, what happens is, especially when they're based on true stories like, uh, like a um, Goodfellas, um, mm-hmm. where the guy actually did snitch in real life, 
um, it always leads to a point where uh, they end up dead. Like a significant part of the organization ends up dead or behind bars um, or snitching. So, you know, in this, so you just assume, again, killing, it wasn't something like, oh, they're just throwing us off guard. It's like, no, that's typically what happens in these that's movies. That's a good point. So, you know, you don't have any reason to question that setup. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's so many movies where they start off, you know, how did, oh, here's the ending. How did we get here? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, and I thought it was interesting. They didn't do like a three days before or one week later. You kind of just have to figure out how the story is being maneuvered. And, um, again, from the perspective of, um, this, the perspective of it being told from Fletcher's investigative journalism, I thought was creative and added a layer to the story um, that, yeah. again, throws you off course a bit. I'm, I'm just going to, and let me just, I, you, you said you haven't seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and you haven't seen Snatch. I have not. No, okay, no. so I'm going to just, for, for your listeners and any, any other fans out there, something you got to know about Guy Ritchie movies, and you see it in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And you see it in Man from Uncle. Yes. There's a lot going on. A lot, yeah. A lot going on. And he jumps so quickly scene to scene. Yeah. That you've got to really pay attention. Um, and you know, for as many times as I've seen his movie, as many of his movies as I have seen, and as many times as I have seen them, I own all those movies I just named. Yeah. He still got me. Yeah. Like he still got me. I'm like, how does he always do this, right? Yeah. And he got me. And But that's just something, I mean, it's a lot to keep up with uh, in, you know, in his movies. And, um, and I, you know, if you've never seen one, you're probably not expecting it, but you really right. got And I think he does that because he wants you to understand how his characters feel. Yes. Because you're Matthew yeah. McConaughey, there's always someone coming behind you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it kind of, you Good just, point. you feel like you're in the, you feel like you're just caught in the rent cycle. Yeah. Uh, and that's how, but Matt comes out on top and you've just fell so far behind. And that's when you realize, I, I, I can't do this gangster thing. Yeah. I can't yeah. do this gangster thing. So, that's you know, crazy. he does a great job of making you realize. So I just, just to point that out, it, it, it's, again, back in... We got we got classic Guy Ritchie coming back again. Yeah, we, uh, are we gonna talk about the cast at all? Oh, absolutely. Then your notes. Okay, yeah, I'll wait. Go. I'll wait to bring that up then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right, absolutely. All right. Go ahead. So, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I thought that the soundtrack was really good. I thought the soundtrack uh, mm -hmm. paired really nicely with the scenes, um, which I pay a lot of attention to because I, I've mentioned on here before that one of my like dream jobs at one point would be to uh, to create soundtracks for movies, um, which would be really dope. I'm really into music. I probably not probably. I'm more into music than I am movies and TV shows um, or something I'm really passionate about. So again, I pay really close attention to that and, and movies and just how they pair um, the songs and everything. It, just, it didn't sound like they just threw songs in there. Um, sometimes with movies like this, especially new age gangster films, they just throw like, it sounds like they just throw a lot of like random hot tracks. Like it'll be like, here's a rock song, here's a rap song, back to rock. Like it does, it kind of, you know, they go back and forth between that um, or dramatic like, uh, um, classical songs or something like that for scenes, and they didn't do that. Again, it was kind of creative how they did it. Um, going into the casting and, and characters, um, which I think is probably the best way to go through this film specifically mm, because there are so point. many characters and they have uh, such a big role. I think every character, I, I, I would argue that most characters, if not every character, had an equal importance in equal importance. They didn't have an equal part, but they had an equal importance. Like, I didn't feel like anyone was just thrown in there as like, a, oh, he's a big name. We just need, you know, oh, let's grab Colin Farrell. Let's see if Matthew, I feel like everyone had a very significant role in that without them, it wouldn't have been the same movie. Yeah. Um, so starting with Mickey, um, love him. I, I think like you have the typical savage yet charismatic villain, you know. Um, oh, so Mickey's the villain in your mind? We, well, you know, for us, for, I'm sorry, not, I shouldn't say villain, uh, anti-hero. Okay. Anti yeah, yeah, that's, that's the better yeah, yeah, So not yeah, villain. Yeah. He's a he's yeah. savage yet charismatic anti-hero. So mm -hmm. again, from our, per, per, you know, it's almost like you're watching Narcos. Like, we know this guy's a bad guy, yeah. but like, we love him and that we're rooting for him. So you yeah. find yourself, again, the entire time, he, you, you know, you're rooting for him, even though you know, 
yeah, he's not he's not blameless, right. you know. Um, but but love him and, and it's uh, you know this is McConaughey's bread and butter in my in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like I like that we had an American in the movie. Right? Yeah. Guy Ritchie movies are typically it's all very British. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think to your point, you always sort of picture yourself as where do I fit in this gangster world? Yeah, and in a British movie as American is, is a little hard, you know. True. Yeah. But you see him doing, you're like, oh, okay, I can, I can navigate, I could maybe navigate this world. <laughs> right. But you know, you get this progression that Matthew does so well in that movie, where he's like I said at the beginning, I believe he died because he starts off a little unassuming. Yeah. You know, you're like he's he's trying to retire. Yep. And that's where people get you. Yep. You start to slow down at the end of your career, but he's got to make that last big sale. I'm like he doesn't see it coming. Nope. Yeah. But his final scene, which I'm sure we're gonna talk a lot about towards the end, mm-hmm. you he's stone cold. Yeah. I mean, he is. You see, he's a, he didn't. You realize he didn't get this far by being who we thought he was. Right. Exactly. He got this far because when it comes time to do business, he's the boss. And the lion doesn't become the king of the jungle by acting like the king of the jungle. Yeah, right. He becomes the king of the jungle by being the king of No, I got that backwards. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Point is, he acted like the king of the jungle. Yeah. And he got things done and he's still the number one lion in, in London. Man, I, I loved it. Um I love like his his energy. And again to your point, I think they do make him unassuming at first. That's a really good point because as you're watching, you almost you start to believe almost like maybe he is maybe it is Rage is doing all the heavy lifting. Now obviously they, they painted his picture at the beginning of hey he had to like get his hands a little dirty at the beginning, but they mm-hmm. did paint this picture that now he's basically just dining and whining and dining yeah. the politicians and he's up here on this you know up on this mountain where it's yeah. like hey I don't I don't get down the weeds too much. Ray kind of is my my guard dog that goes out into the stuff and it's like hey don't get it twisted like you know yeah. what I mean like when it, when it's time again like you said when it's time for the line to come out. Don't you know? Don't get it twisted. And you, um, and you see at the end, he was that that college student that would walk into a room, yeah. full of gangsters, and yeah. lay the law down. And that's as who was at heart. And yeah. he had seemed to become a little more sophisticated, but you know, he still had that mean streak. So it's yeah. super cool character. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, I love it. And again, just typical uh, McConaughey. And again, I love I love McConaughey, and I love these type of roles. And I just think that. Um, if you're, you know, you're, he's always, you know, the wittiest, smartest guy in the room, one step ahead. That's kind of always two steps ahead. Always his deal. Uh, one funny line he had that I that I really liked is, or not one, he had a couple, but um, you need to invest in a parachute. When he said that to Ray, when, you know, the, like, second guy that he was chasing after falls, you know, off a, <laughs> off a roof. He's like, that cracked me up. So it caught me off guard. So, again, still that, that you know, very quick wit humor and stuff like that. Um, Ray. Yeah. Ray, uh, as amazing as McConaughey was, I, I, honestly, he stole the show for me. I think Ray stole the show. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was he was amazing. Um, I definitely want a Ray in my corner. If yeah. I'm you know talking about right hand man, <laughs> man, absolutely. It would it behoove you to have a Ray yeah. um, when he pulled the gun out in the alley and the guys thought they, oh, when the guys thought they were going to jump up. I mean that just love that scene. Love right? that like, scene. It's just uh, epitomizes everything that Ray was in the movie. And everything that you'd want, and like that guard dog, like fearless, like you know, and, and he truly was fearless. Like I, I, at no point in the movie did I think, um, did I ever feel like anyone was gonna take him down. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't see any panic. You know, even when uh, and when Fletcher witnessed, uh, you know, his men moving the body from the freezer. You know, when he's over, and you know, he walks <laughs> to the bathroom and sees them moving the body. He didn't panic is this at all. Be a problem? He's like, yeah, this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> he didn't even flinch. You know, he didn't. He didn't nothing. No sweat. Nothing. So. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I really loved Ray. I, I, you said everything about Ray that I, w- I would say. I'm just gonna talk about Charlie Hunnam for a minute. Here. Yeah, yeah. This was a. I think this, this was a, this was a big movie for Charlie Hunnam. Absolutely. Because I feel like he's bounced around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing about him, he's a British guy through and through, born in Newcastle. You yeah. know, he's you know your proper British boy. Yep. Um, but he's famous for playing an American motorcycle gang member. Uh, in Sons of Anarchy. Yep. Yeah. And that's like that's kind of his legacy because he hasn't really had a career defining role outside of that. Yeah. So here he got you know to play that British gangster did a really good job. Amazing. Really good job, and I could see you know I I kind of I watching that performance I sort of see him as like a Daniel Craig. Um, really? Daniel Craig had a great movie called Layer Cake. Okay. If you've never, never seen, seen it, it. highly recommend to anybody. I think it's I believe it's on Netflix right now, um, and it's before his Bond days. And uh, it's a great, it's a great, great gangster movie. Very, I thought it was a Guy Ritchie movie the first time I saw it for sure. Really? Uh, it's in that typical, but it's not. Uh, so anyway, and so Charlie Hunnam, this sort of reminded me of that. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I see this as a big breakthrough for him. One other fun thing about Charlie Hunnam, um, Charlie Hunnam was in a sort of independent movie with, with uh, Elijah Wood called Green Street. Some people call it Green Street Hooligans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wearing my West Ham hat tonight. West Ham United is my favorite soccer team, English nice. Premier League team. Charlie Hunnam plays a West Ham hooligan in that movie, and oh, I saw really? that movie okay. as a kid. I saw the movie as a kid. I didn't know I didn't know English soccer teams, and so I started when I started getting into soccer. I was like, I'm gonna choose West Ham because go, yeah, that was Charlie Hunnam's. <laughs> that was Charlie Hunnam's team in Green Street Hooligans. So I like to see him kind of. That was 2006, I want to say. Yeah. So I like to see him back again. I'm cheering for him. He's you know I love West Ham. I went to a game in London this past fall. Dope, first man, time. Awesome. Yeah. So you know that, it's just fun for me to see him back because you know he he's played an influential a role that influenced the. A thing in life that I really care about. So there's a fun little fact about uh, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, made, man, made, made him special to me. Oh yeah, yeah. You have yeah. A, a personal connection with with Charlie, yeah, yeah, Hunnam. Like Charlie Hunnam. He, um, yeah, I think this was a great role for him. I think this, uh, you know, maybe it's just the beard and everything. I, he he reminds me a little bit of like a Tom Hardy to a to a degree. Yeah, a more sophisticated Tom Hardy, but um, but no, I think this role is a is a launching pack. You know, this is a big film. I think this is. This was this was really good and really well done, and I think it's not going to be just one of those films that you get to the end of the year and you oh I forgot that came out. I think it's one that you're talking about still yeah. at the end of the year, in my opinion. Um, Fletcher. So uh, okay. <laughs> so getting to Fletcher. Um, one thing I you know, and I say this sometimes with movies where uh, where someone snitches or someone confronts a killer or you know horror movie whatever it is, I've never understood when reporters or anyone in general confronts dangerous people in films yeah. i've never understood that like why would like you know what they're capable of so why would you test the waters like i wouldn't you know i wouldn't find myself blackmailing someone who i know kills people like who has killed multiple people because hey even though i have all this blackmail if i know they have a hot streak then why would i push that button it's like hey like i mean again if, if your life is worth you blackmailing someone and maybe getting 20 million or maybe getting whatever you're trying to get yeah I, again that is that always that's 20, 20, mil, 20 million, right? Yeah, what was this yeah, part? 20, 20 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah 20, 20 million. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what you go. You think you got enough on that? He had <laughs> he had a lot. A ton. On Pictures, them, yeah, he which did. again just makes makes Matthew McConaughey and, and Charlie Hunnam's play even more impressive because right? they knew as much as he had, they had more. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, I think he was very. And he's a lifetime journalist. He's got no life outside of this. Right. That's true. So that's this true. is his big break. He thinks he can get a movie play, a movie pl- script out of this. <laughs> right. He can get a producer credit and twenty million. Right. So you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw a script in there for free. I don't know. He's not yeah. a businessman. He's a journalist. So right. You know, right. we think differently than that. But true. True. Yeah. I did not like Fletcher. 
Yeah. I didn't no. like Fletcher. No, he was so I. wormy from the beginning, and I'm like, I think it, I was like, oh, you're really gonna blackmail like. And they spent the first 20 minutes of the movie. I almost, they almost lost me. Really? Yeah, they spent the first 20 minutes of the movie with him talking through his thing. Uh, not only did I not like Fletcher, I didn't think Hugh Grant's acting was so good. Hugh Grant's like suave. Yeah. That's his thing. He's yes, a ladies' yes. man. And it just wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, but then once I saw where he was going, I was like, okay, he doesn't have me what the plot does. Right. And the right. rest of the cast. And I got to see where this goes. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm out on Fletcher. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love that one. Guy Ritchie does all his own casting. I think he did the casting for this movie. He frequently does his own casting. And mm -hmm. Wardrobe, actually, by the way. Oh, I didn't he does know a that. lot in his own movies. Um, uh, but I think this was a miss. I don't think Hugh Fletcher was the right guy. I'm sorry, uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant was the you, right yeah. guy to be Fletcher. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Dark Horse pick. He probably wasn't available because he's in some. He's in the new Bond movie coming up. Uh, but I would take. I would. I would have honestly taken um, uh, Daniel Craig for that role, of Fletcher. Really? Uh, yeah, I would have. Just this Dark Horse shot in the dark pick. Uh, you know, just because two reasons. One, he came in. I've seen him as a gangster. Yeah. I've seen him as Bond, and I've seen him as a journalist in yeah. uh, and Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Yes. And oh, so yeah, you're gonna pay true. big. You're gonna pay Hugh Grant money. Uh, he downgrades me more money, but you know, you give it a shot and yeah. get him a, a shot to play with all these guys and be a British gangster. He might have gone for it. So anyway, I just think, I just, yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's, just a, that's just a thought, just a dark horse, you know, prediction analysis there. They, I, I've, and I would go opposite direction. If, if not Hugh Grant, someone more worm, I don't have a name in mind, but someone just more like slimy, wormy, okay. like that type of character. Um, because you're right, I, I think, again, Hugh Grant, like you said, is, is the suave guy, typically. Dad. So, yeah, no, I, I hated his character. Um, I think that, uh, I think it was a necessary de storytelling device to have that guy that's blackmailing. Um, but yeah, that, that might be the, that I, I can definitely see, you know, there being someone else out there that you can maybe get to play a more convincing, wormy, detective, slimy guy who's, you know, yeah, who's trying to go behind their back and cause himself, you know, being one step ahead of the, the gangster. So, um, but yeah, I, I did like how they went through the narrating. I, I think I liked it because of the fact that it was true. So I, if they would have done a lot of, like, you know, the part where he was, uh, where Matthew McConaughey just shoots, um, uh, Dry eyes yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the head or whatever. If they would have done of, and he was like, actually, you know, I'll just add it in that, in that, you know, that piece in there for mm -hmm. dramatics. Mm -hmm. If they would have gone back and forth toggling between what actually happened and him's dramatics, I would have got super annoyed. Like that would have been really like campy yeah. and annoying. I think that because the storytelling he was giving it wasn't, and you know, at the same time they're showing us what actually did happen, I was cool with it. Okay. I think that's you know where I had gave him some, gave him some on that. Yeah. Dry eye. Thoughts dry on dry. Eye. Thoughts on dry. So more so thoughts. Uh, well, thoughts. Okay, okay. Dry was slash Henry Golding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go back to Henry Golding because yeah. I know you like Henry Golding because you're a Last Christmas guy, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. Did, didn't you do a podcast on it? I did. I okay. did do it. Um, I my my thoughts on it was uh, I was. It was one of those. It's a bad movie, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, anyway, okay. Well, I'm Christmas. a big, I'm a big Hallmark Christmas guy. Uh, okay, recently, me too. recently. Me too. So we, we can come back and talk okay, on that. All right. Uh, but let's talk about Dry before we talk about Henry Golding. So yeah. Dry, bad guy. Yeah. Bad dude. Yeah. I mean, just no conscience, no remorse no, no. for anything. And so aggr too aggressive. I mean, that's what gets him killed. He, yeah, he's 100%. too he's too he's too eager to be on top. He doesn't have the backing behind him. No. Something something that Matthew McConaughey had that won the movie for him, he had loyalty. Yeah. Like he had Charlie Hunnam. 
uh, he had those guys who worked in the fish distribution plant at the end yeah, who yeah. were at his back, <laughs> right? And he he won over the we'll get to, I'm sure we'll talk about them soon, but the toddlers, um, yeah, the, the, yeah, the coach, yeah, and his coach, yeah. and he got those. I mean, he people trusted him. He yeah. had loyalty. He'd been around. He had a name to the end. To the end, they, the toddlers. Yeah, well, they're interesting. Yeah, 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 they're interesting. Yeah. Dry didn't have any of that, no. and he made moves thinking he did. Yeah. Um, and just just a bad move. Uh, but you know, he he thought I think his violence could get him there, and violence gets you gets you you know. So far, but you know yeah. it, it catches up with you when you get carried away, um, and that's what again Matthew McConaughey had that right balance of violence. He knew when to tone it back and seem a little unassuming, but then for sure that mean streak that lions come out, man. So yeah. that's Dry Eye's big problem. Henry Golding, um, where's his career gonna go? Because you've got you've got this, this which very convincing. I thought he did a really great job. I, yeah, I, he's he's an interesting dude because I, I really like Henry Golding. Let me start with that. Um, my love for him comes more from less of Last Christmas and more of Crazy Rich Yeah, Asians. yeah, right. Let's talk about that. Um, which was one of the first movies I reviewed. I think it was the third movie I reviewed. Um, and I love that movie. I love rom-coms. Um, to me, that's one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. Um, you know, uh, I just I thought it was amazing. Um, but anyway, not to go on Crazy Rich Asians, but he's also in that A Simple Favor, which I wasn't a huge fan of. I think A Simple Favor and Last Christmas on the same level of not that great, but in both of those, I like this character. Like, I think he does a great job of playing those characters. Um, and you know, he's a he's a face that you're gonna see a lot of. I think I've seen a, I've seen a ton of them already in the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's just someone you can kind of relate with. He's a good looking guy. Um, so you know, he can play a plethora of roles. Again, he can play from you can go from the, the you know the gangster now. Now that we see, yeah, he can do that all the way to to being the the lovable sweet guy in, in Last Christmas. The mm-hmm. to you know. Crazy Rich Asians, where he's the heartthrob, you know. So, um, so what we got, we got. He can do rom coms. He can do corny, not corny, uh, delightfully cheesy yeah, yes. type there movies like that. Cheesy, yeah. And gangster movies. Yeah. Maybe Henry Gollins our next Matthew McConaughey. Maybe and he did suspense <laughs> he for a simple favor. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you know he's. He, I'm t- watch out for Henry Golding. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I'm rooting for him. no, he's he's, yeah, yeah. he's on the rise and excellent, excellent in this movie. Just how can you go from a guy that's as romantic and charming as his in some crazy rich Asians to being just as cold-blooded and cutthroat crazy. and mean as he is in this movie. So, crazy, yeah, man. The twi- awesome job. The twist with him was good, too, even yeah. how they played him in there. You know, the the need, again, he's young and dumb and ambitious character. Yeah. There's always a need for that in these type of films. There's always, in, in any type of gangster film, organized crime film, there's one guy who's just too ambitious, um, too eager, um, and not wise since they know more than they do. Yeah. Um, and you see this as, you know, I, I love it because you see it in real life, whether it's, you know, no matter what job it is, um, sometimes people are so ambitious that they think they're a lot smarter than what they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I, I like seeing that uh, that played out as well. And, and I'll just um, – one last thing about him. No, you're good. He, he's the villain, right? Like, he's the villain of this he movie. Is the villain. And he, he is certainly the villain. He, uh, you know, and he just – he nails it. He brings all the villainous pieces together. Because there's other villains in the movie. Yeah. We yeah. haven't talked about – we haven't – we also, I'm gonna probably spend, I don't know, if you, whatever you want to say, but Jeremy Strong is Matthew. Yes. Also, a yes, wormy bad – okay, a wormy bad dude – uh, and do we just move into him then? Just move, move into, into him. him. Let's just go. Let's just go for Matthew. Um, love Matthew because of how much I hated him. Right? <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? The riddles drove me crazy but cracked me up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's good. He's so good. Like, a Jeremy Strong. I don't think I've – I don't really – what's Jeremy Strong in? You know? Uh, Succession. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I have, I have, I have, people keep telling me to watch that. I do want to see it. Completely different character. I don't have completely HBO. Completely different character. I don't have okay, HBO. Gotcha. Um, so I got I to gotta find a way. I'm sure I can bum a password off somebody. But, there you go. Um, uh, so, yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, he was so good. And, and he was – 
he was wormy and you found out, you know, you found out his connection to dry eye. And again, yeah. all these power players coming for the king of the jungle. Yeah. And just adding to that whole line. They open with the line about the lion, right? So yep. that I butchered earlier. And they just <laughs> um yeah, I mean he's just a great character to play into that. And I really, really, really like them. I yeah. feel like they're in and I know there's gonna be some people who hear me and they're gonna be like, You completely misquoted that because they they love this movie. I was I saw it one time and I thought it was good and I didn't need to see it again. Um Wolf of Wall Street, which my Matthew McConaughey is in. Yeah. I feel like, did he say something about a line in that movie? Yeah, he too? does. I mean, he say, he's 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 hot. He's so high on coke. He's, he's so saying all he's kinds saying, of crazy things. Yeah. but he does say something the about a lion. The chest. Yeah, mm. yeah. So I don't. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like he said something about a lion. Again, I know some people are gonna listen and be like, "This is what he said," and be pissed that I didn't know it. Even though you know, again, yeah. that is uh, that's a movie that was a one time. Liked it. Don't need to see it a million times. Um, yeah. but yeah, Matthew, his talking in riddles. I actually wrote down one of his quotes that just I I was literally laughing in the theater because I was like, because he has so many riddles and he's just like. <laughs> His character is hilarious. Like you're like, how is this a real character? Um, in France, it's illegal to call a pig Napoleon, but try and stop me. Yeah. <laughs> and just the way he said it, like it just was like what? Here's, that line was so good because here's what. So whereas Henry Golding is an actual bad dude, yes, and Matthew McConaughey is a bad dude, yeah, and that's why they can fight for the crown, right? Jeremy Strong's not a bad dude. He had no business. In I it, mean, yeah. a line like that's just like he's just a business he, I can, guy. I'm gonna do whatever. I'm gonna, yeah, he's a business guy. He yeah. does not fit in that world. No, and he's trying to. He thinks he can, but he's your character that you're like this dude. You're stupid. This dude is I don't know whatever tries to fight a line. Like he's the hyena. Yeah, yes. he's the hyena yes. of the jungle. Does that work? That works. Right? Yes, yeah, that yeah, definitely yeah, works. Yeah. I like that. That yes. works. You know, Matakai is a lion. I don't think tigers and lions live in the same kind of jungle, but for yeah. lack of we're gonna go with it. Jeremy Strong. I mean, Dry uh, can be the tiger. Yep. I'm gonna take lion over tiger every time yep and uh and jeremy strong is the hyena he just roves around trying to pick up the scraps you know yeah, man. And, he's just like he's the yeah. cash cow for yeah. this movie so yeah. it's like that's it you have to know who you are like you're not you're not the gangster you're not the guy who makes deals behind just yeah you know what you do you just get you provide the money you pay the big bucks yeah. or something and and he makes a good business play that's his strength yeah. you know if, if he and 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 this is what always happens this is the classic downfall of partnerships yep right both guys want they want it all yeah that's why right, partnerships right. don't don't usually work out Henry Golding was mean enough to make it work, but he wasn't smart enough. Right. Uh, Jeremy Strong, Matthew, was smart enough. He makes the right business play by driving the price down, right. but he's not mean enough to hold it there. Right, exactly. And, uh, and, so, and he loses his mean guy. You don't even have any gangsters mean. with you. Like, he literally yeah. had no gangsters. So it's yeah. just like, yeah. yo, you have no, no one's even backing yeah. you. You have no security. Like yeah. yo, Henry Golding's not a gang. Dry is not a gangster. He's a, he's a, he's a thug. He's, he's a an enforcer. He's, he's an enforcer. Exactly. He's 100%. not. So, yeah, you got a bad combination there. Um, so if I'm Jeremy Strong, pay the money. You know, yeah. make make the money, get out. You know, before it's all legal. Exactly. Because you can make it. You can make it pretty quick. I think I'm not. I don't sell drugs. Right. Yeah. But from Any, from yeah, what so. I learned from this movie, it yeah, sounds pretty. Yeah. You had enough time. So, yeah. I think it could have worked for him. So. so uh, yeah. Rosaline. I think I'm saying her name Oof. correctly. Yeah. So um, great. I I have her down. Um, it, I have her down as maybe like the hardest or like most hardcore character after yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, she's she, so she's good. Dope. Oh, yeah. Like, well, if she, not number one. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, who? Okay. Back to the lion analogy. Yeah, yeah, we all know like how tough lionesses are. We've all oh, seen Lion King. They do all especially the Lion King too. Yeah, Lion King too. Remember who goes after? Uh, and I watch Star a lot of the National National Geographic, so yeah. a lot of people don't know that lionesses are the ones that do the fighting. They yeah, do the hunting. That's right. Like those are the tough ones. Yeah. Those are the ones you don't want to mess yeah. with. And like, Rosalind is that. She's amazing. Yeah. She remember I was Lion King too. It's that pack of lionesses that Simba's got working for him because yeah. he knows. He knows that's where the power's at 100%. in the Lion Kingdom. And she is, she plays up, she fits in that analogy 100%. She's incredible. Yeah. She, oh, I'm gonna, her, her power suits. 
yes. blew me away. I, I, they're calling this a 2019 movie. When did it? When was the actual release date for it? Uh, oh, it January. Was the, it was January this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yep. so I don't know if it's going to be up for 2020 Oscars or if it missed the boat on 2019. Yeah, I believe it'll be. We actually talked about this on the Oscar nomination uh, okay. podcast. Yes, it should be up for 2020. Okay, because I'll yeah. give it, it, it to me, and we'll see what comes out it's early on because Bond's got to come out too. But Ward yeah. Oscar. And we'll yeah. talk about that with the toddlers, but the wardrobe is movie top notch. Yes, uh, wardrobe uh, crown for the movie definitely goes to Rosalind. She, I loved it. She, she makes it. she made one thing about her. She makes the biggest mistake of the movie though, the biggest mistake of the movie. And with. you're gonna remember. Okay, here's what she does. She's got three guys in a room. Yeah. Right. Bad guys, big guys, mean guys. Henry Golding and his boys. Right. Uh yeah. And she knows she is two shots in that little Derringer paperweight pistol. Right. Yeah. That thing doesn't have a lot of stopping power, I have to imagine. She shoots two guys. Yeah. And then leaves, of all people, Henry Golding, the boss, like the yeah, head guy yeah. there. And she's out of bullets, and he knows it right away. Right. And, I mean, she almost, that was almost it for her. Like, it yeah. almost got real bad there yeah. for a minute. So, as cool as she was, I'm like, you really made a she big mistake that, there. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Matthew Khan's got to run in and save her. And, Man. You know. I mean, just. Didn't just, love that. No, but I love that he she, got there just in time. Yeah, it was um, good. But she's smarter than that. Come on, Rosalind. I She's thought, smarter than that. Yeah, I didn't see, you know, it's I thought she um I thought she was gonna be the downfall of his empire because of the fact that the uh that Fletcher mentioned early on, you know, that's his Achilles heel. So again, you can take that so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Obviously in this movie it was used as that's what he cares about most yeah. and that's what he meant by that. Yeah. But sometimes you don't know like, okay, is she gonna be the wife or girlfriend who he's the down she's the downfall because she spends too much money or she's the downfall because um, she's too flashier. You know, you've seen some of these different things play out. She's going to be the downfall because she's not loyal and she'll snitch on yeah. me. So you just don't know. So uh, I was just curious when he said that. I just It kind of was something like, okay, is this foreshadowing? How is she going to be the downfall? Um, and, and, again, what he meant is that that's what he cared about most. Um, I didn't yeah. know, you know, if she's going to be, like, you know, like I said, careless, greedy, a backstabber. Um, yeah. But I'm glad that none of that was the case. Ride or die um, in the end. Ride she's or die. Ride or die and, she, and can hold her own. So it's yeah, not even yeah. just like, hey, I'm not letting my man. It's like, hey, don't get it twisted. I, boom. She shot the one guy. It was like, all right, you go get her. Boom. Shot yeah. him. But between, and a great shot, too. So yeah. you know she's had a gun before in her hand. Um, Let me yeah. just fun little trivia about her and see what you think about this. You know who was supposed to play her before she backed out? No. Kate Beckinsale. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know Michelle. I know Michelle Dockery's in Downton Abbey, which I haven't really seen. No, I haven't seen that. I, you know what? I, I'm like, I kind of feel like I've really, we really missed out by not getting to see Kate Beckinsale on this. I mean, Kate Beckinsale, obviously, in yeah. the, um, what's her vampire movies? Um, you better make me look it up. Now. Uh, you, uh, you know what I'm talking about. They were really big in the early 2000s. Um, she's, I mean, she's an action star. Oh yeah, yeah. um, uh, um, I lo- uh, Underworld. Underworld, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Underworld. She's amazing. I love Underworld. She's, she's, I mean, she's one of the best female, act- like her and uh, the girl from Alias, Jennifer uh, Love Hewitt. Is that who was in Alias? I love Jennifer Love Hewitt as well. I, like her I don't too. know if that, yeah, was I don't that, think she's I anyway. Alias, yeah. Anyway, whoever was in Alias, her. Uh, you got a few other people, but I mean, she's one of the best female action. Oh, of course, Uma Thurman killed Bill. But she, I mean, Absolutely. Kate Beckinsale, and Kate Beckinsale's a London girl. Yeah, Kate born and raised. She, yeah, you might be on some. So, she might have been a great pick. So I just, you know, I would have loved instead of the Derringer. I mean, I miss the Underworlds, man. You just made me. Uh, good. you know, you got you got a weekend plans ahead of you. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I would have been cool to see instead of the Derringer, like Kate Beckinsale do hand to hand combat with all three of those guys in the office. That'd been sick. And Matthew McConaughey shows up, like you do like another jump cut thing, and he yeah. shows up. You think he's gonna have to save her, and she's just totally cleaned house in there. Yeah, that'd that would have been, been really fun. And um, I'm not trying to tell Guy Ritchie how to do his job. He does a fine job of it. But 
still, I don't, I don't find that mistake believable. And Kate Beckinsale does not, right. does not make that mistake. No, yeah, if she's no. in that role, it doesn't make it. So. Very true. Very yeah. true. Anyway, man. just a fun trivia to think uh, about. Last what? but not least, as far as characters, I wanted to touch on Coach. Okay. Coaching the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, it's, okay. <laughs> Often Colin Farrell does not get used well. Yes. They're trying to make him British. I agree with that. They're yes. trying to make him British all the time. Yes. He's Irish through and through. Yeah. And he got to play an Irish guy. Yeah. He was an underworld CD, probably East Londoner, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, at least now he's Irish, obviously. Uh, he was great. He was great. He's amazing. He I, had I a heart. Coach. A little racist. Yeah. Uh, you know, some things in there. I'm like, yeah, oh, right. do we need that? But he's, you know, he's a tough guy. Yeah. I, I guess it's, that's, you know, what they would say. And I don't right. know if we need it for the movie. But he, deep, he's got a good heart deep down. Yeah, I loved him. You know. Yeah, he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he cared about the kids. Colin Farrell was amazing. Um, like you said, again, I, I don't think he gets used the correct way a lot of the time. Um, when he was about so again when we find first first scene with coach is one of my favorite scenes of the movie <laughs> yes. maybe my favorite scene of the movie um when you know the guys the toddlers who work for him who they don't know is their coach uh walk in and they go to stab him and uh he just smacks it out of his hand he just smacks it out of his hand another guy comes and he and at no point does he even throw it now he owns a boxing gym so it's implied and he's he goes by coach so it's implied that he's probably a very accomplished fighter you don't, you don't know he's coach at that part you don't know. They don't know no, that's no, coach. You don't, right. you don't, you don't know, know that. that. Yeah, now, yeah. At, the end, at the end, you know that he's a coach and it's a, of a boxing ring, and that's what they're referring to. So probably a pretty accomplished boxer. Yeah. Yet this entire fight, at this point, you don't know who he is. He only beats them with a slaps. Yeah. So it's even more disrespectful. Like, hey, I could really mess you guys up, and I have no weapons. I'm just smacking you around. Yeah. And a ball of teriyaki sauce to the eyes. Yeah. Or whatever was, whatever <laughs> yeah, was whatever. in that. That was a good move. That no, was a it was good just move. amazing. So I just yeah. love that whole scene. Yeah. And again, it really showed his character of, yo, he really cared about those kids. It so it was like, I'm going to teach you a lesson without bringing any real permanent damage to you yeah. at all. And, that's like, and he's got, you know, we talk about we talk about street cred and alliances and um, respect. Yeah. As soon as the, the, girl, the lady behind the the counter calls him coach yeah those boys are like this is our this is our guy this is yeah. a legend this is yeah. a coach himself man oh you're you know you do so many great things you're yeah. so cool we're so sorry like and he's just immediately like forgiving them and he's just yeah. a good guy with a good heart great dude just, just very likable then puts himself on the line in their stead so they go and do something stupid he goes and says oh. hey put the blame on me so i mean what kind of leader you yeah. know what I mean? Like you have to respect a leader like that. So yeah. again, why he's probably he's one of my favorite characters yeah. in the movie. And he can sniff, he sniffs out right away with Matthew McConaughey, and he said, "This is my guy. Yeah. I'm helping him. I'm sticking with him, helping him out. My boys messed up. Yeah, I know who they messed up against, and I'm, I come to him. I'm not a gangster, but sometimes I do gangster things. That was dope because it's like because he doesn't mess around because because he, he could do he gangster stuff. He yeah. wasn't because he's trying to help a bunch of gangster kids. Yeah, sometimes you got to show him you can be a little gangster too, but in a way for the greater good, and you know. I don't think I'll ever find myself doing gangster things for the greater good. No, right. Yeah. But if I had the opportunity, I would like to think that I would, you know, I would do it. Put yourself the, on the, the line for the, for the greater kids. good and for the there kids. You go. So the music video that they made at the weed farm, yeah. I was dying. Oh okay, my gosh. Can we just so to bridge just to bridge that? Yeah. So a character I wanted to throw out there is Ernie, who's from the Toddlers, yeah. uh, played by a guy named Bugsy Malone. Okay. Okay. So Bugsy Malone, I, I only know about. I'm a big fan of a show called Top Boy. Okay. Top Boy is a British show. It's on Netflix. It's excellent. It's about the terrace houses. Okay. Where, which is, this is like your project houses in London. Okay. Uh, it's really, really good. And it follows yeah, a kid. Uh, his name is Ronell. I think he's like probably 12, 13 years old. And just okay. what life is like. His mom is in a mental institution. He's on his own. You know, he's trying to navigate the drug dealers, trying to pull him into the gangs. It follows the two drug dealers in the, in the terrace house there. It's really, really good. Drake liked it, was such a big fan of really? it that. They tried. I think the BBC had it or, or Sky or somebody. Okay. They tried to drop after two seasons, and Jake Drake funded the third season with really? Netflix. That's how she liked it. Yeah. Wow. Produced it. He was. He had a big buy. It's really good. 
uh, Bugsy Mal- has a great soundtrack. Bugsy Malone does a few songs on this, so that's the only reason I knew about him. Interesting. But okay, Bugsy, so that's where some of this. Bugsy Malone comes from a genre that's unique to the UK called grime. Okay. And it's yep. like British hip hop, yep. but it's a little different. It goes back to like a really great group called The Streets, if you want to check them out. They kind of were pioneers and all of that. And he's the modern brain. As far as I can gather, he's one of the best in that genre. But grime, grime's cool for one reason. I like it a lot. Grime talks all about like what it's like being two things. One, mostly black. Yeah. In, in the UK, yep. which is something we don't hear about a lot over here. No, you don't. Um, and the second thing it talks about is being a young man. And yeah. I, I just think, you know, there's, there's a lot of that there, which I think is really, really cool. But what's different in American rap, you have stories like Jay-Z, like yeah. actual rags to riches, like international stardom. Yep. You're not going to be able to name me one single British grime rapper who has reached that kind of level. I mean, you don't even know what them in the U.S. No. So there's, no. they're not about money and cars and all those things. The corny ones are. But the right, good ones right. are all about just like, man, life is tough. Yeah. And it's very real. It's very gritty, very raw. I just say, I just want to give a plug. There's a, a Spotify has a playlist. I think it's called UK Grime. Check it out. Just throwing it out there for gotcha. everybody to know about. Bugsy Malone comes from that. He does the soundtrack for this movie. So I just wanted to give a shout out dope, to my boy dope, Bugsy man. Malone. So yeah. Dope. Yeah. I, hadn't, I was not familiar with him at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, when his boys went to kidnap uh, the media outlet guy, and the guy was like, um, and he had his, you know, his security, his weak security, and he was like, you know, Russ does karate, um, and you know, he's like, I'm only a blue belt. That was a really funny part for me too. You know, again, just like, you know, tongue in cheek humor, and um, yeah, it's just just really funny. The, uh, the, the toddlers coming in first, showing up in the bunker to rob, to rob the marijuana farm, right? Yeah. Yep. Another small plot twist, but a plot twist nonetheless, because they lead you to believe these are a bunch of punk kids, right? Who right. Think they're gonna hit it big. And you have all these hard guys coming out who work for who work for Mickey Pearson, Matthew McConaughey's character. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're gonna mess these kids up. Yeah. And then you get the jump cut to the rap video of them, like and they're doing their shit, just beating those yeah. guys up. And um and I just you know, that's what he does. He just gets again, you. That he, twist. He, so, you never again, know what to expect. Yeah. No, and really I and good. I and you know, at first you see that and you're like, dang, how are these guys are gonna really take it? And then when you see it come full circle, you're like, Okay, cool, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like you know, you're you're not upset with that again because you're rooting for kind of whole time. I really like those time. guys, yeah. Like, um, the pig video that was brutal. That wow, yeah. Just like Black Mirror. Have you seen Black yeah, Mirror? Yeah, yeah. First, first episode, episode. yeah. Like that, that, I'm like, wow, yeah. Brutal. I don't brutal. like. I don't really get like. It's gonna. I don't like. I don't know what sort of drugs they put him on or what they did. But you. Got, I don't know what you gotta be. You can't on. live with yourself. I don't know what you gotta be on to uh, to do something like that. Yeah. So. I, yeah, that, yeah. I, don't never, was, I hope I never. I, I don't ever want to see somebody do that or, no. or find out. And so, yeah, that just blows my mind. It's twice we've seen it now. I guess it's a big British thing. Really? Is that first? I don't yeah, know. The first, first episode of Black Mirror is yeah, the, the, London, prime yeah. minister, the prime yeah, minister true. of England that's or right. the UK. So it's just you know I'm just yeah, like I, I, there must true. be a theme <laughs> in British culture that you don't you don't thank goodness see a lot of in America. So you Brits can have that one. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it too much. No, not at all. Um. Also, I think the most gangster thing is to commit a crime in broad daylight without a mask. So I thought there was a lot of that in this movie, especially with the toddlers when they went and kidnapped him and stuff like, you know, I'm not hiding who I am. I'm not, I don't have a mask on. I'm not disguising my voice. This is me. So that is the most bold move for someone is like, you know, and, and I respect that. I always think like, yo, if I will ever again, with my fantasy of one day being a mob boss, which will never happen, um, I'm like, yo, if I if I commit a crime, I want you to know who it was. Like, I want you to know it was me who got you. Like, I don't want it to be like, uh, I come with a mask on and like, cause that's gangster. Like, if you're really gonna do something, like, stand by it. Yeah. You know. So I always, so I thought that was dope. That coach, you never see coach with a mask on again. That same thing with Matthew McConaughey, Ray. Yeah. They're just walking around in broad daylight. Here's a here's a thing that's different about this movie than your typical Guy Ritchie gangster movies. Yeah. Lockstock, Lockstock, and uh, Snatch. 
they are about petty small-time criminals. Mm. These are guys like Lockstock, they lost a gambling match. Yeah. Right? On petty money. Uh, the other one, Snatch, they messed up They messed up with. There's guys who messed up on a diamond heist. There's guys who messed up on betting on a boxer. They got to, It's all small-time guys who are just getting beat over the head until they finally get a break. Yeah. And they, you have to deal, they have to deal with the cops all the time. Like, the cops show up here and there. This movie has no cops. Yeah. And I think it's just the distinction. Yeah, These no, guys breathe rarefied air. They are powerful enough that they can do these things in broad daylight yeah, and, and not about the repercussions. Yeah. And so this is different. You've got you've got top class criminals in this True. one. Yeah, you don't have far any cry from, yeah. far cry from uh, from the uh, the small time guys that are in his earlier movies. And um, I just think that was kind of interesting distinction you see here. And uh, it was you know it was cool. They yeah, were cool. They were they were tough guys. I really enjoyed it, man. The uh, the ending, you know, I um, I truly thought that Mickey was gonna go down at the end. So I, you know, all gangster movies and kind of end with, at some point when I say all, I mean like, you, you know, whether it's the first one or even if there's installment, um, like several, um, several films in the franchise or, you know, Scarface, whatever, it always ends with guys, with these guys, a good portion of them at least, maybe not every single one, either like I said, snitching, dying, or ending up in prison, um, or being set back, you know, oh, hitting the mic here. Um, but yeah, or being set back from where they were at before. So I mean, even you see that with like Casino, where you know, um, where oh my, Robert De Niro uh, ends up going back basically to where he started from at the beginning of the movie. So again, not in prison, not in you know, not dead, but there's some type of setback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that. That's not what happened. This one, you know, we got we kind of got the ending that we wanted. Um, but you know, you know, Matthew McConaughey couldn't. By the time we got to the end, he couldn't die. Ray couldn't die. I wouldn't have been. I would have been. I would have been upset. It would have taken away from the movie. Yeah. Even though that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they, and they. It. It's funny because just when you think they finally have cleared all the obstacles. Yeah. The Russians show up. Right. right. The, the ex KGB now turned world class gangster criminal. Yeah. Is after them because his idiot son got strung out on dope and fell over a balcony. Right. Right. <laughs> Trying to beat up a guy ten times his size. Like yeah. And so just when you think, oh, my problems, my problems are gonna come. From the fact that I'm trying to negotiate a 500 million pound weed uh, sale, yeah, yeah. or it's going to come from the fact that you know I'm messing with multiple gangs around the city and a crazy guy, right? Like, like dry eye. No, your problem, your biggest problem, almost came from yeah, some idiot kid. kid. Yeah, he didn't really kill. It, it was the gravity that killed him. Right, right? Yeah, that's right. the gravity that killed him. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? So it's like you know. But by the way, I, I love that scene. Yeah, not, you know, not, not that the kid fell off the, right. the balcony. That's super tragic, obviously. Um, but <laughs> the f- cell phones, yes. the cell phones, yes. right? Because it's like the kids are all filming it. And he's Immediately like, as he dies, they pull yeah, their phones out. They pull their phones out. That just show. I mean, it just, again, like that's a terrace house where Top Boy takes place. Like that's what these kids see. Yeah. And they're just like, well, and again, it's like this mindset of this has got to go on the internet. So much internet culture themes in this yeah. movie. Yeah. But it's just funny to me because like. That was a problem that gangsters 10 years ago did not have to worry about. 10, 20, 30. kids being so quick to the camera. Yeah. And, that, I mean, there's just so many threats. Again, their second biggest threat yeah. almost came with a bunch of punk 15-year-olds who weren't in school filming this idiot kid right. who fell off a balcony. I shouldn't call him idiot. You know, he's got a drug problem. It's, right. it's very tragic. <laughs> but, you know. He's a fictional know. character, so we'll let it slide. Yeah, it yeah. Slide. But, you know, I have a little sympathy. It's a, it's a hard life. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just funny. Like, all the different problems you got to deal yeah. with. Even the pay- – and Guy Ritchie nails those details. Yeah. Like, he nails those details. And that's just, you know, another thing he, he did really well. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, I thought that was funny. I really enjoyed the ending. I, I thought they did it well. Um, you know, final, final thoughts really on it. I loved it. So, I, I really loved the movie, if you can tell from, from how I've been talking about it so far. 
Um, for me, I honestly wouldn't have changed anything about it. I think the action, the story, the twists, cast, length, even, um, and the ending. Like, honestly, I, I really enjoyed it. There wasn't a part in the movie, honestly, where I was bored. There wasn't a part where I was upset with the direction it was going. Um, again, I wasn't, it wasn't too long. I didn't think, oh, that could have ended 30 minutes ago. I honestly, um, I think it was, they were very mindful with the time. Um, and I, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, and again, that that la- that closing scene where he finally closes in on um, on uh, Matthew, yes. not Matthew McConaughey, Matthew Matthew Jeremy Strong's yep. character. You know, you just see that viciousness where you think, you know, Matthew walks in there thinking, all right, like I'm gonna get this thing for a steal, 130 yeah. pound, 130 pounds instead of 400 million. I mean, 130 million pounds as opposed to I think 400. Right. And then he just flips the script on him, and he he like itemizes it. Yes. Because of this and this, it's actually this price now. Yeah. And you're gonna pay me that, but on top of that, you you try to assault my wife. Yeah. And, and more. And the only way you can, you know, you can make up for that, you can't make up for that money. A pound for flesh. I need that. that I need that pound. And so he has this, you know, I was talking, I mentioned, I was told you before the podcast, on before I, right before I came over here, I was at work and I was talking about this movie with our creative director. Yeah. And she was just pointing out like the details that Guy Ritchie nails. Yeah. And in the background of that whole scene, I didn't even notice this. I, I want to see it again to check for it. Yeah. In the background of that whole scene, there's a scale. Like a meat scale. Oh, behind, I did. behind yeah. him the whole time, and then, then it like you, you know, it's you know, then it's there the whole time, and then he says, "I need my money, and I need my pound of flesh, and if you're a penny or a gram short, a pence or a gram short, yeah, like we're not opening that fridge, and you're gonna freeze to death. You got you know minutes. So I mean, that's that's cold. That's cold blooded. Cold blood. I mean, I mean you that, think a pound of flesh? You're yeah. not gonna guess correctly off the first rip so either nah. one you're gonna do it it's gonna hurt really bad and you're gonna be like oh no i have to do more yeah. or you're gonna do too much like let's say you do end up accidentally doing three because you don't know how much a pound and, of yeah, yeah. You know. there's a lot i could say i, I want to get into grizzly details horrible enough and but that's you know th- that's the stone cold that's the stone cold uh, uh mentality that we get from from mickey pearson and you know he he stood up for his he stood up for rosalind yeah man know? that's his wife so that's i mean you wife. can't mess with the guy's wife. wife that's um, right that's off limits that's yeah that's yeah family is, is off limits and that's what that's a code that we see consistently throughout any gangster film that's family's right. off limits and then you know if that happens then you know they're all bets are off basically um yeah. my favorite quote from the movie and, and quote from Matthew McConaughey was uh, can't have doubt because doubt causes chaos in one's own demise. Um, it's basically a play on a rewording basically of, of scripture, James one and six through eight about a man being double minded. Uh, but I, but I love the quote. Um, I actually, I, I was, I think about this sometimes when I hear quotes that I'm like, Oh, that's from a scripture. I don't think people realize, uh, or actually like, I know a lot of people don't realize how many quotes derive from, scripture yeah um whether it's biblical scripture scripture or the quran or you know any type of text of that nature from from religious text um that are just reworded and packaged differently yeah it's funny i didn't catch that that's a good catch is yeah. james uh yeah james one and six through eight yeah so um so yeah it's a very yeah like about, about a man being double-minded that's awesome. and, that, and that's what immediately what came to mind when he said you know uh you know you can't have again his quote was can't have doubts because doubts cause chaos in one's own demise which is essentially a paraphrasing of that scripture but um but again that was my favorite quote um but yeah i was entertained the whole time um couldn't have predicted any of it i'm not gonna lie and say oh i saw this coming or i saw that coming no. couldn't have seen it um and thought it was thought it was really good on a scale of one to ten what would you give it I'd give it a seven. Seven? Yeah, seven. Mm-hmm. Seven. Even. I um. This will be the. F- this might be the first time actually. Maybe first time. I have to go back and really check that I'm giving a movie a higher rating than my guest. I gave it a ten. 
A ten. A ten. I loved it. Wow. Good. I loved it. Good. I really loved it. Uh, and Good. I and it's. I don't give a lot. I think this is. I think this was a ten. I think I gave. I didn't review Jojo Rabbit, but I would have given it a ten. I um. I think I gave Frozen a ten, and I gave Toy Story four a ten. Um. So I usually only give animated films a ten. But again, I love. I love organized crime films. I. I loved it. I like. I said yeah. I wouldn't have changed anything about it. Um. I was just going to see an opening night. I wouldn't be upset if I would have paid full price. If I went on five dollar Tuesday and got some free popcorn, so was happy yeah. about that. I, I uh, you know, I would say something about about this movie and just yeah. in terms of ranking it. Absolutely, a comment you made on the uh, Bad Boys for Life podcast yes, yes. the other week. Um, you said that you know, you're when you go to see this movie, if you're going to see, looking to see an Oscar candidate, yeah, yeah. you're going for the, no one's trying to make an Oscar movie here. Yeah, no one's yeah, trying to make an true. Oscar. You know, it's Bad Boys. It's yeah. you know. Uh, so I think uh, you know Guy Ritchie maybe with this one with making a play for it, but yeah. typically that I don't think that's his primary goal. No, uh, and, no. and you know this movie, you know it, it's it's fun, it's exciting. You don't yeah. know what to expect. There's twists and turns, and you know it's not gonna be it's not gonna be an Oscar winning. It's not gonna be movie of the year. No, um, no that, but no. you know it can get some you know maybe like sound wardrobe things like that. But right. um, but but yeah, so I think it's important too when you rank this movie. Just you know, you made, I think I thought you made a really good point with. I think some people are unfair. Like they try to compare this movie to, to uh, Parasite. That's just not, that's not gonna happen. It's not. It's not fair. <laughs> I think you, yeah, yeah, you have to Take look it at what it, it is. for, for what, what it, it is. is. And yeah. I think I think your rating of seven. You know, just kind of thinking of you're a huge fan of, of Guy Ritchie. Yeah, so yeah. I'm comparing it against probably, other Guy Ritchie movies. Exactly. Yeah. So and, I, and, and I British think crime in general. Or all American British. Just, International crime movies, which in is super yeah. fair, um, and I think that that's I think the most fair way to ever rank something is to rank it against itself. So again, whether I'm looking at like let's say we watch a uh, a basketball player, we're only gonna we're only really ranking them based on what they what their own best is. Yeah. So like a LeBron, you expect more from a LeBron than you do a I, from a, a J.R. Smith or you know yeah. whoever the case may be. You know Avery Bradley. Like yeah. if Avery Bradley drops 35, 10 and twelve. You're gonna be like, we're gonna rave about it. If yeah. LeBron drops that, you're gonna be, oh, it's just another. Did Tuesday. it again? Yeah. So, so again, it's not, it's not dissing what he does, but again, yeah. you're judging him based off of his own personal best. So, yeah. again, um, being Great. a huge fan, I think that's super fair. Um, yeah. Upcoming movies, what you got for me? What yeah. Okay. About? All right. So, I, this is very like, like literally, literally, I'm, I'm, I was watching, I was going through like clips from this movie before I came over here, really, okay. uh, just to kind of get, um, you know, just to refresh on anything I could find. And I, I got YouTube serves me a trailer, yeah, for this movie. Uh, and it's called it's called Woman in the Window. All right, I haven't heard of that. Okay. Yeah, it's a thriller. It's Amy Adams. Love Amy Adams. Yeah, oh, you oh got yeah. Me yeah. I know. Okay. It's no, you gotta see this trailer. It looks so exciting. Amy Adams. You got um, you got Gary Oldman. You got Julianne Moore, okay. who might not be Julianne Moore. You, you know what I mean if you've seen the trailer or go watch okay. it. I'm definitely uh, going to. And um, and actually, you've got Alfred from Atlanta. You haven't seen Atlanta. Um, he uh, he's awesome. He's growing. Okay. He's I'm seeing him in more and more films. He was in Joker. Um, What's his name? Uh, I don't know his real name. His character name is Alfred. I always forget his his real name. Um, he's amazing. Oh, he, Brian Henry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Brian Henry. Okay, he and Lakeith, now, he yep. and Lakeith Stanfield both in Atlanta. Yep. blowing up. Lakeith yeah, Stanfield was they incredible really in Knives Out. Um, it's, it's funny because in this in this girl in the window movie, Alfred Miles is playing a detective, and it's like Lola Key Stanfield's gonna be detective. Right. I'm gonna be detective too. Yeah. We're gonna go toe for toe, <laughs> my man. That's so, awesome. So anyway, I just thought that kind of cracked me up when I saw it. Um, I'm looking. I'm about to, I can't wait to watch this trailer when we get it, done. With it, this I'm telling you, it is because I'm a huge Amy Adams fan and and uh, huge yeah. advocate for her winning awards that she doesn't win. So. Yeah, and I was gonna come in. I was like, I'm gonna have to come in and say Bond's the movie looking forward to the most because nothing else looks that great. And then this, yeah. then YouTube like saves the day, starts up a chuck. Anybody who's ever mad about YouTube taking your data, like that was a 
case where like I was glad they <laughs> did because they it. knew what I wanted to see. Nice. Uh, and it totally, you know, it totally, it looks, it looks incredible. So, uh, so please check, you know, check that out if you get a chance. I'm really excited 100% for that one. 100% will. Whenever you just got me hyped, not yeah. even seen it yet. Um, Black Widow is mine. Um, I don't think I've said that on here yet, but Black Widow, um, I, you know, I think that's a pretty easy answer. Um, like I love hero movies. I love ScarJo. Um, so, you know, I'm all in for this one. I, you know, I'm interested to see how Marvel proceeds following the events of Avengers. I know that this movie predates the timeline of Avengers, but, um, but again, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm see what they do here. And, you know, a lot of, I, I'll have a lot of cr- criticism for, uh, Marvel movies a lot of times on the podcast, uh, but it's still still a huge fan of, of superhero films and yeah, so I'm excited to see it. Um, that is all I had. Do you have anything else you want to add, Alan? Anything else that you want to get off your chest before we shut it down? Man, no. I mean, we really got through all my notes. Well, uh, nice. I that that barbecue table thing he had in his backyard. <laughs> That's dope, right? That's, That's awesome. cool. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like, all the like details of sophistication where, um, you know, uh, uh, what's Fletcher's like? You got any steak? Yeah. And he's right. like, I got some wagyu. I don't even yeah. know what Wagyu's like. Wagyu's like a very, very expensive steak. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. know what it was. And yeah. it, so it's like, of course he has Wagyu. Yeah. And he has this, however, you know, this this fancy bottle of scotch and all that stuff. <laughs> really, like all those little details. And that barbecue table was that was, was pretty, pretty cool. And I'd like to cool, yeah. I'd like to learn more about how we how I could get one of those. Right. I was wondering, um, like, do I have to get that custom? You probably had to get it custom made. He probably uh, yeah. That was a cool touch. That's pretty dope. So yeah, um, nah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, yeah, awesome movie. Cool. Ton of fun, ton of fun being on here and talking about it. Appreciate you coming on. Oh man, man. coming I, out here, yeah. This is my first time. This is my first podcast. Nice. I've okay. always I listen to a time. Always wanted to be on one. Is a dream. This is a dream come true. Well, here we Life are, goal. man. That's, that's what we do. Made at it happen, Todd. Trust, yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank you so much, man. This is, man. This is a ton of fun. I appreciate really, you. Really we had to do it you. again sometime. Thank you all yes. for listening. Um, until next week, peace out.